Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And good evening. My name is Howie Silbiger, and this is the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Well technology you gotta love it it's great when it works doesn't always work that great but when it does work i love technology and i I know you do too you could call in get in on a conversation the number to call 1-877-669-1292 that's 1-877-669-1292 it's the number to call to get in on the conversation here on the howie silberger show on the true talk radio network uh, we have a, we're having a little technical glitch, so I will not be able to see your comments live. If you post them up on Facebook or on uh, Twitter or on um, or on YouTube, I'll be able to uh, to see them on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, but not live during the show. It's a little bit of a technical glitch. Also, my um, my headset's not working too well, so I I, I could I I could maybe hear you, maybe not. You know what, uh, this earpiece isn't working. Let me try a headset. Maybe the headset will work. You see? Oh, how about that? Now the headset's working. Okay. So there's something wrong with the earpiece. So there we go. So so it might look a little weird that I'm wearing a headset while doing the show, but it is radio, and, um, and, and we're basically videotaping a radio show. So <laughs> live with it. Deal with it. Now I could hear. That's great. So if you call in, I could hear you. But the technical glitch is still not going to allow me to see your comments, so uh, if you comment, I will not be able to respond, at least uh, tonight. Uh, we're working on that. We're going to try to get it fixed. No guarantee we'll be able to, but we, we will give it a shot. We will keep trying, as they say. We will keep trying. Number to call, one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Tonight, I want to um, I want to focus primarily on a um, on on the elections that are coming up in Quebec. Now I know I don't usually do regional politics, but uh, I think it's important that we talk about the lunacy, the absolute lunacy, the the craziness surrounding the the elections in in Quebec. Uh, you know I, I love election time. I really do. I, I love when uh, when when people go to vote and exercise their their rights uh, in democracy. Uh, without without elections, there really is no democracy. So so it is great that there is elections. It's great that we don't have people holding guns to our heads, telling us who we have to vote for. It's amazing that we could uh, we could have multiple parties running and vying for uh, elected office. I just wish that the politicians didn't take us all for idiots. That's really what I wish for. I wish that the politicians didn't take us all for idiots. So so what am I talking about? It's quite simple. Um, around the election time, just a couple of weeks before election, you are going to see politicians making promises that are utterly ridiculous. Politicians making promises that are completely stupid. Politicians making promises that make absolutely zero sense. But they make these promises because they feel they could dupe you into believing that they care about you. So, for instance, let's let's take a look at some of these promises that are being made by politicians that are that are just totally ludicrous. So, Quebec's uh, party, um, 
Quebec, uh, Parti Québécois, the Parti Québécois, has said they will reduce immigration to Quebec if they're elected. So they're running in last place. They used to run the country, uh, run the province, excuse me. Uh, they used to run the province, and now they're running in last place. And the uh, Parti Québécois says they'll reduce immigration. Now, the Parti Québécois, you have to understand, is the party that created uh, part of the problems here in, in Quebec. Uh, they're the ones who passed the language legislation. They are the ones who pushed for sovereignty for uh, Quebec separating from Canada uh, multiple times. They held two referendums, the Parti Québécois, and they, they had a strategy. This was this was a, a well-known strategy that they would bring in immigrants that only speak in French. So so it's interesting that the Parti Québécois was the party that, that, that brought in immigrants from many from Arabic countries that only speak French, only for uh, a former Parti Québécois cabinet minister, François Legault, just years later to, uh, to ban them from working for public office, uh, to ban them from working for the government in any capacity. So, so here we have immigrants that were brought in by separatists, by the separatist uh, government of the Parti Québécois, that were banned from uh, from working by the separatist coalition Avenir de Quebec. So there you go. Now speaking of the coalition Avenir de Quebec, they promised full cellular coverage in Quebec regions by 2030. So there's a lot of times where you go up north, you go to the uh, the Laurentians, you go to Lanardier, you go to different parts of Quebec, and there is absolutely no cellular coverage, no coverage at all when it comes to uh, cell phone coverage. The Party Quebecois is promising, yes they are, they're promising that they will bring in, they will bring in uh, cell phone coverage everywhere in the country, everywhere in the, in the province. I don't know why I keep saying country, everywhere in the province. Uh, the, 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 the problem with this one is, I mean, this is so ridiculous, it's, it's ludicrous, and, and, and just thinking about it and reading it is just just stupid. Uh, the problem with this is that the cell phone companies are private enterprises, and if they want to invest in, in cell towers in areas where there's very little population, then uh, they would have invested in that already. They've, they've upgraded their, their, their systems multiple times over the course of uh, decades. And if they've chosen not to service certain regions, it means that there's no business in those regions. So the Quebec government making promises that uh, that they will offer services in regions that the that are unprofitable for the private companies that produce that 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 supply cell phone um, coverage, it, it seems a little ludicrous. So basically, what they're saying is that they are going to they are going to dump our money. They're going to take our money, our hard-earned money, and they are going to dump it into a project. That is not going to be uh, profitable. That's not going to be successful. That private companies didn't want to put their money into because they were unsuccessful and, and and not profitable. So the CAQ government, the CAC government, has promised that they are going to waste our money by putting full cellular coverage in Quebec's regions by 2030. All right, what's the next one? Quebec Solidaire government. Oh, they are they are cool. They're the um, they are really the the, the communists of the bunch, a Quebec Solidaire government would buy houses and sell them at a discount. So they're promising, and this is, this is the most ludicrous one of them all, Quebec Solidaire says they will purchase 10,000 homes and affordable condos and resell them at a 25% discount if it's elected. 
So they're, they're going to buy houses at full price and lose 25% of the cost of those houses if they're elected in October. The idea, of course, behind this is that um, is that they will um, they will make housing more affordable. That's the upside is that people will be able to buy houses at a lot cheaper than they would if they were just buying them from the market. Uh, the downside to this is, of course, that these houses um, will cost taxpayers millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars because we are essentially buying homes as taxpayers and then selling them at a discount. This is not the way business works. This is this is not the way this is not the way anything works. You can't buy product at a at a, at a premium and sell it at a discount without going bankrupt fairly quick. Now, I don't know if there are business people in Quebec Solidaire. I'm not sure that anybody there understands the concept of uh, of purchasing, the concept of uh, of investing money into profitable um ventures it doesn't it doesn't make sense it's it's totally totally ludicrous one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two get in on the conversation here on the howie Silberger show right here on the true talk radio network the chat is not working so um you could you could comment on um on facebook and on uh, on youtube and on twitter uh, you you could post a comment i won't see it until i check those mediums so uh the chat the chat that usually pops up on my screen in front of me while i'm doing the show that i'm able to read and then answer is not working tonight uh, it's a little technical glitch we're having. Uh, so, uh, well, we're going to try to get that fixed. We're working on having that fixed. But until then, uh, I won't be able to see anything you type up. So if you want to uh, to comment on the show, please feel free to uh, call in. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 It's actually a, a, a toll-free number. I pay for it. And I invite you, please to give me a call if you um if you if you if you want to talk uh it's um it's amazing that technology sometimes sometimes lets you down a little bit but that's okay that's okay i mean we survive we survive we continue and we just work around it that's the uh, that's the goal here that we work around it and we uh, we we do the show anyway the show must go on as uh, freddie mercury sang the show must go on so the uh, the earpiece wasn't working. Uh, those of you watching could see it's lying here on the, on, on my shoulder, um, and uh, and and the chat's not working. The studio's slowly falling apart, which uh, which 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 is fine. I mean, this happens occasionally that the uh, that the studio decides that um, that it's, it's a little tired and and we have to give it a rest or we have to give it a little bit of an upgrade. Upgrade uh, that that's part of the game. So um, I'll work on upgrading the studio. But until then, the phones still work. one 669 1292 The uh, Liberal Party of Quebec hasn't really come out with very many crazy offers. And the Conservative Party and the People's Party of Canada and the people and the Bloc Canada hasn't come up with very much crazy stuff. They're focusing, actually, on the important things. The Liberals are focusing on trying to reverse their position on uh, Bill 96. So for those of you who have been living under a rock in Quebec, 
Bill 96 is a is an extension to the Bill 101 to the language laws, which tightened up and closed the loopholes of the language laws. Now, uh, for for many, for many, this was an overreach of the government yet again. Government tends to do that. They tend to overreach and they tend to uh, to treat the civilization, to treat the population like we are children. And that we don't know what is important for us and for our children. So they have to legislate things that they feel are important. I, I'm, I'm very confused and I've always been confused. My entire life I've been confused about, um, about this whole language debate in Quebec. It never really made sense to me. And if you if you make sense to you, please call in. I'd love to hear your, your take on this. 1-877-669-1292. This thing never really made sense to me. Now, the reason it didn't make sense, it's twofold. Number one, uh, I, I grew up I grew up in, a, in an immigrant family. I mean, we, we, we came, we were massacred in Europe. My, my, most of my family was murdered in Europe. And uh, the ones that fled, some of them ended up here, some of them ended up in the States. So the ones that ended up here uh, came to Montreal, not, not by choice, by necessity, and, uh, and, and moved into Montreal and tried to integrate into society as much as possible. So they, they went to work and they, um, and, and, and they, and, and they played and they, everything, they, they, they became regular citizens of Montreal. Children went to school. Everything was kind of normal. But to these people, to the, the immigrants that came after the war, the Jewish immigrants that came after the war, it was very important to them to keep their culture, to keep their culture alive, to keep their religion alive, to keep, to keep themselves alive. And to hold on to that, that little piece of Judaism that they had. So what they did was they taught their children, they sent their children to schools, and they taught their children uh, the, the, the finer aspects of their culture. So the more religious people sent their kids to more religious schools who taught, uh, who taught Torah studies and, and more religious studies. The less religious people sent their kids to less religious schools or, or to public school, but sent their kids to private Hebrew school, after school Hebrew school, where they at least learned the language. Because it was important to these people to hold on to their culture, that their children held on to their culture, that the culture was passed on from generation to generation. This was this was fundamentally important to people who survived the Holocaust. And today, today you can look around and you'll see Jews who are still following the culture, because for Jews it's always been it's always been this way. For thousands of years, Jews have passed on their culture and their traditions from generation to generation because it was important for Jews to maintain their culture and to maintain their religion and to maintain to maintain their uh, their ethnicity to, to to maintain all the everything about them. It was, it was very important for Jews to maintain this Judaism, so they did, and they passed it on from generation to generation. So, so for me, an immigrant who who came to Canada. I was born in Canada, but but whose family came to Canada and listened and 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 passed the culture on from generation to, to next generation and then to the third generation. It's hard for me to understand why French Quebecers aren't doing the same. It doesn't make sense to me. If French is so important to Quebecers, why are they afraid that they're going to lose the use of French? If it is so important to so many Quebecers, 
Shouldn't they be teaching their children in French? Shouldn't they be at home? Shouldn't they be speaking to their children in French? Encouraging their children to talk French at home? And if that's the case, why do we have to legislate it? If French isn't that important to Quebecers and they're teaching their children other languages and encouraging their children to speak in other languages and letting French fall down and letting French go, then why is it important to the government for French to remain? You see, these these are questions that no one's ever been able to answer for me that, that make no sense at all to me. If something's important to me, I try to preserve it as much as I can. I, I work very hard to preserve it because it's important. But if it's not important to me, I really don't care about it. I just let it go. So the majority of Quebecers, uh, according to the government, the majority, you know, there's a, there's a huge percentage of Quebecers that aren't speaking French anymore. If that's the case, then maybe language isn't a priority for people living in Quebec. Maybe they don't care. And if they don't care, and if that's the case, that they don't really care about language, then why are we legislating it and driving everyone crazy and driving business outside, out of the province? See, I, I don't understand the logic behind it. A lot of the times there are, there are laws passed that I don't get the logic. I, I just don't understand it. This is one of those times where I just don't understand the logic behind this. So uh, in this new Bill 96 that was passed just a little while ago, one of the um, one of the aspects of the law is that people on foreign um, foreign work visas, people who come in as foreign workers, are only allowed to send their kids to English school for two years after they enter the country, and after that, they have to send their kids to French school. There's no exceptions, no exemptions, no exceptions. Why? They're foreign. They're they're temporary foreign workers. Why would you force somebody coming from, let's say, the United States, to send their kids to French school to English to, to allow their kids to go to English school, then force their kids to go to French school, where where a year or two later they're just going back to the states and they're going to be speaking English? How does that preserve French in Quebec? The only way that I could think that it would benefit Quebec in any way is if the goal was not to have foreign workers coming in. If that's the goal, then why not just say, we're not giving out foreign work visas anymore. We're just not allowing foreign people to come in and work. Wouldn't that be a lot simpler than passing these convoluted language laws, which drive everybody crazy, which which rile up parts of the population for absolutely no reason? Wouldn't it make more sense to just do what you got to do. So if you feel that you have to ban foreign workers, just ban foreign workers. Wouldn't that make more sense? It was like Bill 21. When Bill 21 came out, it was obvious that Bill 21, the sole purpose of Bill 21 was to ban Muslim people from being working in government positions. That was the sole purpose of Bill 21. Now, call me a racist. I don't care. That is what the Quebec government's goal was. They didn't care too much about the Jews. They didn't care too much about the Christians. Their goal was to ban Muslim women who wear hijabs from working in government positions. So why not just come on and say it? If you want to be a xenophobic government, you want to be you want to be racist and xenophobic, then why not just be honest about it? You see, the thing that bothers me more about, uh, in, in almost any situation, 
the thing that bothers me the most is dishonesty. So, so when you are honest, at least we know where the government stands. But dishonest and underhanded and, 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 and crooked just doesn't work. And it doesn't work because, I mean, we're paying our government taxes. And we expect services back from our government for the taxes that we pay. We expect our government to be transparent and, and to be honest with us. When, when they're not honest with us, it is very disconcerting. We're talking millions and millions of dollars in taxes. We're not talking a couple of dollars here. We're talking millions and millions of dollars. So, allowing the government to lie to us like this, and I, don't, I know some people are going to say to me, hey, Howie, have you ever met an honest politician? And the truth is, no, I haven't. I've never met an honest politician. Politicians lie, and that's what they do. They they lie about everything. And that's fine. We understand the we understand the uh, space that politicians are in. But when it comes to spending our money, when it comes to banning people from doing stuff, when it comes to to crushing our human rights, then you better have a better reason than I just felt like it. Bill 96, Bill 21 crushes people's human rights. Me, as a school teacher, I'm not allowed. I am absolutely forbidden by law to work for a school board as long as I wear my yarmulke. If I wear my kippah, I can't work for a school board or any public uh, institution in Quebec. But if I take it off, then I can work anywhere. Did my convictions disappear because I took the piece of cloth off my head? How does that work? Did, did, did suddenly I stop believing in God and stop believing in Torah values because I took a piece of cloth off my head? If you're afraid of me and afraid of what I'm going to say in the classroom because I'm wearing this keep on my head, Shouldn't that fear still exist if I take it off? It's awfully confusing, isn't it? When you think about it, you break it down and you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's totally confusing. It's confounding and it's frustrating. It's absolutely 100% frustrating to think that, that, there, that there are people out there who really believe, who really believe that this makes sense. That there's some logic behind this. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But some people find this that this makes sense. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That is the number to call. One eight seven seven. Six six nine, one two nine two. If it makes sense to you, then then I, I'd love to hear why and how. If it makes sense to you, please tell me. Tell me it makes sense. Tell me any of it makes sense. In my opinion, and we're coming up to Quebec election. In my humble opinion, I really believe that uh, that that some of the parties should just say, "Hey, listen." Not only are we going to uh, repeal Bill 96 and Bill 21, but we're also going to repeal Bill 101. We're going to get rid of the language laws. 
And what we're going to do instead of the language laws, instead of restricting people to what language they're allowed to speak, we're going to put in a program that teaches people how to speak two languages, English and French. The more we have, um, the more we have, the more, the more um, bilingualism we have, the better it is for Quebec. We're going to encourage business to come to Quebec and to and to do business in both languages, in English and in French, and to have people who are bilingual working at their businesses. If we do that, and the more we do, and, and, and the more bilingual we are, the better we are. The, the stronger Quebec is. The stronger Canada is. If a party ever came up in Quebec and said that, they would have my vote in a second. I, I wouldn't even think twice. Why? I mean, this is really what the solution to the Quebec problem is. To Quebecers' problems and to Canadians' problems with Quebec, the solution is essentially bilingualism. If everybody learned English and everybody learned French and it was taught equally in all schools, I, I find it hard to believe that anybody would lose. I can't believe that anybody would lose. How, how could somebody lose when they're bilingual? When they communicate in the language of world business they're also preserving the language of the land they live in. Makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to you. one 669 1292 is the number to call in. one 669 1292 Get in on the conversation right here on the Howie Silberger Show or on the True Talk Radio Network. We're heard live every night from, uh, from 10 to 11 p.m., Right here on True Talk Radio. We started a little late tonight. Uh, I apologize for that. We had some technical problems. We've kind of resolved them, sort of-ish. Um, well, as much as they're going to be resolved, we've resolved them. So so I apologize for the technical problems. It's a little shorter show tonight than uh, than usual. Uh, we will be back on tomorrow night at re- regular length show. Um, but right now, you know, we're, we're here and we're, we're happy to be here. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. All right, so uh, you know we, we only have a few more minutes left to the show. It's it goes by quick, especially when you start late and and, and you get into a topic that you really like talking about. So the show has only a few more minutes, but uh, I, I just wanted to ask you. I want to ask you to think about this before you make a decision on who you're going to vote for in, in the Quebec election. And there's a lot of choices. I want you to think uh, very carefully about who is going to stand up for what you believe in. Who is going to be the the party who, or the leader of the party? Because uh, it doesn't really matter who the representative is. You, you got to look at who the leader is. Who is the leader that is going to to stand up and hold up your values? Now, I don't care what your values are. It could be anything. Uh, but But who is going to hold up your values? And that's who you should vote for. And the only way way to know who is going to hold up your values, and the only way that you could figure that out is to do a little bit of research and do reading and and, and watch stuff and learn about the different political parties. Now, it's been suggested a couple of times in the last couple of weeks that we bring on candidates and we talk to different candidates on on the show here. And um, in the past, I've done that. We've had debates on the show. And uh, we've we've done a lot of things. 
So uh, we might we might do that. I don't know. Uh, we're not going to have the first debate. That's for sure. But uh, maybe maybe we'll 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 debate it. Maybe we'll. Uh, we're still trying to figure out if we're going to do it or not. Uh, but um, but the idea is that uh, you should find out about your candidates, and a good way to find out about the candidates is to actually attend the debates and to listen to the debates, and, and to listen to what they have to say and 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 the arguments that they're going to make, and what they're planning on doing. So uh, there is a um, there is a debate coming up. Uh, Knights of Pythias and Bnei Brith Canada are putting on a, deb- uh, a debate. Um, let's see, when is it? It's on Thursday, September 22nd, my birthday. At 7 p.m., it'll be on Zoom. Uh, the candidates will briefly speak about themselves and their party platform and then take questions from the audience. It's an important debate in democracy. And it will give candidates access to a wide audience and permit the public to better comprehend each party pro- what each party proposes. Uh, those who don't want to join on Zoom could watch the event streamed on YouTube. Now, confirmed, this is going to be a debate for the Darcy McGee riding uh, of the Quebec election. The participants of the debate, uh, confirmed as of today, are Joel de Bellefoy from the Bloc Montreal, Bonnie Fagenbaum, who's a Conservative Party of Quebec candidate, Mark Perez from the Canadian Party of Quebec, Hilal Pilvac from Quebec Solidaire, and Elizabeth Prass from the Liberal Party. Now, B'nai B'rith and Knights of Pythias uh, members will be sent an invitation, but the general public is, of course, welcome. And um, this will provide the candidates an excellent opportunity to lay out their respective visions where Quebec should be head, uh, should head in the future. So, we'll uh, we'll forward more information on the um, on the debate uh, as as we get closer to it. We'll uh, we'll get more information. We'll forward it to you. We'll post it up on the True Talk Radio, on the uh, Howie Silberger and the Howie Silberger um, pages on uh, on Facebook. We'll we'll make sure that you know where you could go to uh, to hear this debate. All right, so we are just about out of time. Um, I know we started late, and I apologize for the short show, but um, but tomorrow it should be a longer show, God willing. Um. If we're on tomorrow, it'll be a longer show. If not, uh, on Wednesday, it'll definitely be a longer show. Uh, I want to thank you for so much for listening, and I will see you again, um, hopefully tomorrow, right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Don't forget to download the True Talk Radio Network app from your favorite app store. And, of course, of course, of course, of course, you can always podcast the Howie Silberger Show. Just uh, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting service. Until tomorrow, or until the next time we meet, Whichever comes first. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We'll see you soon.